Hey, everybody. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> How's everybody doing today? Welcome back. It's Saturday, November. Nope. December 12th. False. December. We're like halfway through December. I typed October the other day. I was trying to write a date for something, and I was like, it's October. You're struggling. That was, yeah, that was, that was two months ago. <laughs> it's, it's COVID. It's, it's been a long... Foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, hi, I'm Stuart. I'm a conservative. I'm Ben, and I'm a liberal. And we're going to talk about stuff today. Yep. Probably COVID. We're going to talk about COVID. Um, but first, we talk about stuff that happened this week. Yeah. Some big news. <laughs> some some big stuff happened this week. Uh -huh. um, one of which has to do with COVID. It looks yep. like we're going to get a vaccine. Hooray. Heard as early as Monday. States will start receiving doses of the vaccine. That fast? Oh. I didn't realize it was going to be that quick. Yep. Holy crap. So... That's good news, I think, for no matter what side you're on. Uh, yeah. Even if you're an anti-vaxxer, like, as long as nobody's mandating you to take it, I mean, the fact that it's there is an option. And if other people are taking it and protecting your cured immunity, then, you know, great. I think that's, I think that's good news. Yeah. Regardless of what side you're on. Well, um, yeah, and like we were saying politically, like, Trump can now point to this as one of the things that happened during his administration. Sure, that's an achievement. Yep, I think I think there are plenty of room there's plenty of room to criticize Trump in some of his handling of the coronavirus. And we'll talk about that. Oh yeah, for sure. We'll talk about that, but I think this is generally good news regardless of of yep. politics. Yep. Something that isn't good news um, for both sides regardless of politics. The Supreme Court Throughout Texas's case, yes, for, yeah. to overthrow the results of the <laughs> twenty twenty presidential election. <laughs> yep, yeah, which like everyone was saying was a long shot anyway, right? So I'm sitting here thinking, okay, it's not going to go anywhere. But then when a hundred and six House representatives all signed their amicus curiae brief supporting the lawsuit, I was like, well, crap. So maybe this is going to go through. Only for the Supreme Court to immediately throw it out. So three of which the justices that decided to throw it out were appointed by Donald Trump. Yes. Yeah, if anything, I think this should quell a lot of the fears on the left that Trump is like stacking the government with his own people. Because William Barr has come out now and said that there's no evidence of widespread voter fraud. Trump's three appointed justices to the Supreme Court voted to throw out his case. You know, like... Multiple of his cases. This was just a big one. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 exactly. So, like, it's given me a lot of hope and clarity knowing that these people are refusing to allow their politics, whatever they may be, to influence their policy decisions, I guess. And I like that. I, you know, I don't want people to be in government thinking, like, hey, how is this going to look to the people on the right? How is this going to look to the people on the left? Like, just do your job. Yep. And, well, that's, that's what Supreme Court justices are there for. Yeah, and they're doing great. Like, great. Yep. So, not great for people on the right. I know mm. that you... If you were hoping for this to go through, it I did, am sorry. It did not. 
I am not that sorry. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it sucks to have your hopes crushed. Sure. I mean, you're, you're, sure. You're clean. Here's, here's the rudest thing, I think. The fact that Trump keeps giving them hope. That he's like, we've got a strong case. We're going to win. And like, what? Just over under 50 cases now have been thrown out. Like, just, man, just like, stop. <laughs> you're leading them on. You're trailing them along. Just be honest. Well, you it's gonna go anywhere. It's gonna lead to a split in the Republican Party. I generally think so. I think there's gonna be a split between the kind of George Bush, Mitt Romney Republicans mm-hmm. versus the the Trump Republicans, and I think Republicans' only hope, really, <laughs> is that the Democrats split between the Bernie Sanders Democrats and the. Joe Manchin Democrats or the Joe Biden Democrats. Like I, that's, that's the only hope. And maybe we become a four party system. Who knows? But, but I definitely do see the Republican party splitting pretty, pretty significantly um, going into 2024, which is not good. Like we said, unless the Democrats follow suit. You don't think they're just going to back Trump or whoever he puts up? Um, in twenty twenty four, I think I think there'll be a nice, good segment that will. But I think if you have a guy like Mitt Romney mm-hmm. running, or I don't know, Jeb, <laughs> <laughs> if, um, running I again, like Jeb. I want to hang out with Jeb. Hey. I want Jeb to be my friend. Hey. The Bushes <laughs> is that weird? The Bushes are great. <laughs> prior politicians they're they're great retired politicians they they have some (laughs) you can debate with them on on their policy decisions and but they're george w bush is probably my favorite former president (laughs) ever and and jeb we all just love jeb how can you nice guy how can you not love jeb (laughs) please clap (laughs) that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) That's one of my favorite videos of all time. <laughs> I don't even remember what he said before that. It was something like just so like we should be nice to each other or something. And then no one reacting. He's like, please clap. Like, are you gonna clap for be nice to each other? Would you please? You know, like, he's just a funny dude. I'm about that man. I like that. Well, but if but if he, so anyway, <laughs> if, if if somebody like that runs, I think you could see a pretty significant. Maybe not Jeb. Nobody likes no, we 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 kid that we like Jeb, but nobody voted for Jeb. I like Jeb. <laughs> nobody votes well, for Jeb. I guess I don't know enough about Jeb. Um, but if Mitt Romney mm-hmm. were to run, I think he could garner a good chunk of of Republican support. Um, and and it's it's really hard to see other than like the people who have been so adamantly opposed to Trump to see kind of who's going to be the anti-Trump candidate. Because I think we're all kind of garnering under the expectation that Trump is going to run again in 2024. Or, or pick someone to run. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think you're going to have a Trump candidate, mm-hmm. whether it's Trump Jr. or Trump himself or somebody that Trump just picks. I think you're going to see a Trump candidate in 2024, and Republicans yep. are going to have to deal with that. Yep. Um, but I think it, it's really, really hard to see who's not a Trumpy and who, who is at this point because they've all kind of flirted with it except for people who have been adamantly opposed like Mitt Romney um, or Susan Collins or or um, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm running out of names. Well, and other people that have left. Like, we were just talking about Paul Ryan. Yeah. He clashed with Trump a lot. Jeff Flake. Jeff Flake. You know, like a lot of these people. That I vote for Jeff just, Flake. I, you know, I did not like Jeff Flake. I miss him. I hope he's doing okay. I, mean, I hope he's all right. He lives here. He, yeah. he lives in Mesa. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, uh, I went to school with his... Uh, one of his sons. Yeah. I don't remember where he was in the lineup of siblings. But yeah. One of his sons got, got into a lot of trouble because he, like... I think... Posted some racist stuff on on Twitter. It's that one. <laughs> I don't. I don't I mean, think that's. The he, one he got Jeff into a lot of trouble. Oh jeez. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would. I'd vote for Jeff Flake. Um, but yeah, the Republicans are going to have to figure that out in 2024. Um, but as for 2020, I think Texas kind of sunk any hope for yep. overturning the election results. And we'll see what happens on Monday on the electoral college votes. Yep. Which, if there are any surprises, that I, I don't even know what I would do at that point. I don't think there will be. I think, I think we'll be fine. But um, it'll be interesting to see if Trump concedes after the electoral college actually votes. Yeah, I don't think he will. If he holds a if he holds a twenty twenty four announcement like rally. On the same day of the inauguration, he's gonna do it. It's so he's petty. Gonna, I guarantee. It's so frustrating, it. but it's funny as but heck. That's so. But oh, but come on! Like he's gonna do it. Like that's it's so he, funny. That's so, yeah. No, there's no way he's not. He's like, absolutely gonna like do it's it. bad. It's bad. Bad choice. Bad form. Bad for America. But it's funny. <laughs> yeah. No. It, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I would laugh, we'll and I would probably watch the. I would watch Trump's rally before I would watch the inauguration. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's not going to be any surprises during the inauguration, right? I would. He's going to walk up. He's going to swing in, and that'll be it. I would watch Trump's rally probably a million times before I'd watch a presidential inauguration. It'll be a sight to behold. Um, but yeah, so 2020 election should be over here pretty soon. Uh, yeah, if it's I'm I'm done, man. Yep. I'm so tired of it. Yep. Can we like because we were talking about this yesterday? I was like, okay, okay, okay. So is Joe Biden the president-elect or not? Because the people voted for him. The states have certified their votes, but like the electorates haven't voted yet. And clearly, like some people are like, hey, he's not president-elect. We can't call him that yet. And I'm thinking, okay, but isn't he? And I guess no, he's not technically. But I just want it to be done, man. Yep. I'm so tired. I'm of calling him the president-elect. I'm done. So, because I'm calling him the president-elect, he is the president-elect, so. Oh, all right. <laughs> Stuart has declared. I'm the end-all. <laughs> I get to make all the decisions. You declare Joe Biden's victory. Yep, I, I declare it. Well, is there anything else that happened this week? Um, I thought there was. I always feel like there's stuff that happens, like, right after we finish recording. <laughs> I forget about it next week. Or I remember <laughs> something that we forgot. Um, we'll just interject saying. news throughout. We'll be like, oh, yeah, this happened. <laughs> um, I mean, those are the two big ones. Yeah. Like, I don't think anything else. If you guys have anything, feel free to email us. Let us know. Have we got an email yet, Ben? We do. Yeah, I put it in the description. Um, our podcast description. It's there at the bottom. So if we've said anything that you think is dumb, or if you have questions, or if there are topics that you would like us to address, let us know. And to be fair, everything we say will be done. Yes, let's reiterate that. We are not experts. We don't know anything. Correct. We so, just like to talk about stuff. Yep. 
Don't get your news from us. No. Just listen to Please friends no. talking about politics, you know? Please don't get your news from I don't know where I don't know where to get your news now. Uh I have an opinion about that. Oh. Well, get, your, your get your news from everywhere. Get your, look at yeah. that, Ben. Except for Newsmax. Don't get your news from Newsmax, if, please. Oh, okay. Please. Well, if you watch Newsmax, make sure you're <laughs> also watching MSNBC. Like, if you're going to watch the right, make sure you also watch the left. You know? I think that's a very diplomatic opinion, and I agree with it. I don't think that there are any news sources that are unbiased. Even... Uh, we talked about this. That, remember when we were talking about that? The, the news bias versus, like, how factual they are chart... The weather channel is on there. So, like, everything is biased. And them dang tornadoes. Everything. <laughs> I'm very strong. Those, those tornadoes. leftist tornadoes. <laughs> so, if you're going to get news, get it from everywhere. Don't pick a source that you like and stick with that. Although, I did finally delete my Fox News notifications. Oh, well. Because it's just like clickbait. They're like, this actor said this. And I'm like, I'm not. I don't care. <laughs> Stop sending me these. Like, I think someone... Like they must have had some staff change in who writes notifications for Fox News app. Well, they're losing they're a lot of they're losing a lot of viewers. Oh, that's true. To, to Newsmax, so they're for freaking out. Yeah. Which don't get me started on Newsmax, please. Hey, we should. Okay, we need to talk about the okay. media at some point. Yeah, we'll, one we'll, of these we'll talk about media and stuff. Yeah, but Newsmax is is a propaganda network, and it, I feel like we're living in China every time I turn it on. Because um, it's just a propaganda network for the Trump administration. But, anyways, I think that's all the news. Uh, that's everything I can think of. I'm sure we missed stuff, but let us know. Oh yeah, for sure. That, those things like happened yesterday. So yep. Like, there's definitely <laughs> other things going on. Yep. We just don't have long-term memories. Fair enough. Okay, COVID. Yeah. The coronavirus. <laughs> let, let's talk about it. Yeah. Um. So, do you want to kind of take it from the right, and I'll take it from the left? Yeah. So, okay. So, I've had a few conversations on social media recently, which is funny, because last week when we were like, hey, we're in the seas, let's talk about COVID. Inside, I was thinking, man, what's there to talk about anymore? <laughs> like, there's nothing to talk about. And then, like, the next day I was on Facebook, and everyone was like, ah, oh, masks. And I was like, oh, okay. I guess there is stuff to talk about. So... As someone from the left, from the conversations that I've had from people, and a lot of them like are conversations of work, because I'm so I'm technically a healthcare worker. I wouldn't call myself a healthcare professional because I don't actually have a degree in my field where I'm working right now. Because um, I don't need one because I'm a technician. <laughs> um, but technically, I work full time in the healthcare field. And I run into people on the daily who don't want to wear masks or who say stuff. And I don't necessarily know what their political leanings are, but I know what their opinions about COVID are because they tell me. You know what their political leanings but I are. But I'm not going to assume. You know, like I can get, like I'm pretty sure. But at the same time, you know, so the things that I have heard that. Let's just say, are they more likely to have a MAGA hat or a, or a BLM shirt? <laughs> so, so what I've heard. <laughs> There was, I'm, okay. I'm on one today. So like, okay, well that's all right because I was on one yesterday. <laughs> I was grumpy. I was on Facebook. I was on Twitter. I was like, people. So here's what I think I see from the right the most. I see people. You know what? I did a thing. I actually okay. Oh, oh. So yeah, I took some notes from things that I've heard people. Whoa, say. we got notes. Yep. We're I organized did, people. I was like, I want to remember. I want to remember what people have said to me regarding COVID. 
but to actually look at people that like I know for sure, like not people that I've run into at work, but people that I know, I'm like, hey, I see you on Facebook. I see your Trump 2020 profile picture. Sure. I know that you're a Trumper. I know that you voted for him. I know that this is how you feel. From those kind of people, what I tend to see is um, a deep concern about rights being infringed upon, mm-hmm. which is good. I think that's a concern that we should all have. I think the government has to protect our rights. Um, so when I see stuff like that, like I guess what I'm thinking is uh, people being like, you can't shut down businesses, you're destroying lives, you're messing up the economy, you can't mandate masks, that's not the government's place, um, because that makes life really difficult. Um, and I agree. I think that you know government mandates are going to make life more difficult if you're not a COVID victim who has died. But like, you know, if you're just like a regular healthy business Life's owner, pretty difficult if you're a COVID victim who's died. <laughs> yes. So yeah, not to get into my opinion yet, but I guess just to say like, that's the big thing that I've seen where people are saying, please respect our rights. Government does not have the authority to step in and do stuff like shut down businesses, create curfews, limit gatherings, things like that. I saw a lot of, we were just talking about it, a lot of people that were grumpy when Mayor de Blasio um, shut down synagogues, but not liquor stores, um, things like that. And I get that. Comments that I've heard from individual people tend to be a little bit, because when you're online, I know that people, this may not be a, a widely held opinion, but I feel like when you're writing something online, you tend to think a little bit more about what it is before you post it, because then it's just out there for good. you mm-hmm. know. Whereas when people are just like talking to you to your face, they'll say anything, man. Because those words are just out there and then they disappear, you know, and they're just gone. There's no record of it. So things that people have said to me are like, it's not a pandemic, it's a plandemic. And usually, by the way, this is good wordplay. I like it. I don't like what you're saying. (laughs) But and usually it's when I invite people back and I ask them to wear their mask or I invite people back to, you know, the patient rooms and I'm wiping stuff down. Do you ask people people to wear their mask? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. It is a requirement to be served in our location that you wear a mask. Okay. So we have had a few people that don't want to and get grumpy about it and say things like the government can't make me. And we say, okay, fine, but we can, if you want to be seen, <laughs> then you have to have a mask on. Yep. Um, so things, the, the most concerning to me, I guess, are the comments that sound like this isn't a real thing. We don't need to worry about it. So things like it's not a pandemic, it's a pandemic, which suggests that this was all planned right? There is no virus. Um, something that another woman said to me is after November 4th, this will all go away. So the idea that like this exists. December 12th, by the way, as when we're saying this. Yes. Yeah. Today's <laughs> December 12th. So she told me this was back in September or October. She was like, yeah. by the way, after November 4th, this is all going to disappear mm-hmm. with like that knowing look in her eyes. Like we know that this is just the Democrats coming up with stuff to stick on Trump. Once Trump is won, this is all going to go away. Right. Um, so many things wrong with that state. Another, well, and Including then another guy, guy that Trump did not win. Another guy who I was wiping stuff down said something like, you know, if this was an election year, this wouldn't even be happening. If we weren't having an election this year, none of this would be an issue. And I don't know if he's saying that's because that's the thing. I don't know if they're saying if this weren't an election year, no one would be pretending that there's a virus. Or if this weren't an election year, no one would be blowing up the virus like they are. Because I think that those are two different statements. And so when Sean Hannity gets onto Fox in March and says that this is a Democrat hoax, are you saying that the virus doesn't exist? 
or are you saying the Democrats are blowing up the issues while Trump's trying to downplay them to try and make Trump look bad? So from the right, I should say from the left looking at the right, I see a very wide range of people who don't think that the virus is real, people that think that the virus is real, but that we worry too much about it and that we're trying to make it look terrible. So that like inflating death numbers and things like that to try and make Trump look bad or people that are concerned about their own personal rights that are being infringed upon against the constitution by the government stepping in and setting up mandates. So I don't know how on point I am there, mm -hmm. but that is what I have observed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So from the left, we'll talk about that mm -hmm. once we get both sides out there. Um, so from the left, basically, I think you're pretty uniform in <laughs> your, the complete opposite <laughs> of what the right is, which may be the major political issue here, is I think the left's pretty uniform in the sense that, okay, this is a virus. It's killing people. We need to, the lives of people come before any economic strife or anything that might happen from shutting down the economy or anything like that. Wearing masks or a mask mandate is not an infringement of your rights. Um, and it's just a common sense, practical approach to um, saving lives. It's not 100% effective, but it's going to prevent some people from uh, contracting COVID and save some lives and therefore that's all that matters. Um, uh, that's generally, I think they're pretty uniform in the idea. I don't think there's many detractors on the Democratic side that think anything different. Not that I've heard. Yeah. Is it pretty uniform? I think so. On your side? As far as I can tell, yeah. Pretty much everyone's like, we need to treat this as a serious issue. Your rights are important, but not as important as the lives of our citizens, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think one thing, and we'll talk, I, I'm sure we'll talk about, but I brought up, you know, like Nancy Pelosi shutting down salons, but then going to get her hair done. Yeah. So there are, there's some hypocrisy on the left. Um. I'd, yeah, if I'm just responding and saying, here's what the left thinks, I guess that's not an important issue. Maybe we can get into that later. Um, but what, so I guess there are some people on the left that don't take it as seriously sure. as I wish they would. Sure. Like, it's a lot easier to say, okay, let's yeah. be very careful. Let's let's do this than actually when it affects to you. actually do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So I think that there are a lot of people on the left that are guilty of being like, we need to stop this and fix this now. And then they go get their hair done. Yeah. Um, and pretend yeah. like they're not a victim by saying that they were set up. And I'm like, dude, no one made you do this. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I don't know a lot, yeah. but that pissed me off. I don't know a lot about the whole Nancy Pelosi situation, but that made me really angry. I was like, come on. Um, the other thing is I think the left is very, very angry. Hmm. Um, and really, really, I mean, there's been a lot of demonizing the people on the right and calling them like, it, I think it's gone beyond what you're saying, where they're like, we need to be rational, we need to have common sense solutions. And they've gone to the point where they're like, you're a bunch of murderers. Mm -hmm. You need to wear your dang masks mm -hmm. so that people stop dying. Like, I think there's, we've moved on now from saying, let's be smart about this. And while they're still saying that, I think they've, a lot of people have also gone on to be like, and we, 
like we're going to roast the crap out of these people yeah. that believe differently because it's dumb. Like this is so common don't. sense that if you believe differently. Then why are then, you pushing against yeah. this? Yeah, exactly. So a lot of name calling, a lot of – there was a, a Twitter conversation that I had yesterday that was just brutal. There's this woman who got on, and to be fair, she said something stupid about the coronavirus. And so I got on and I was like, well, here's some sources that say differently. But everyone else in the comments was just like, you mother trucker, like you horrible person who just like ran <laughs> yeah. on this woman. Yeah. And I was like, hey, that's not going to help anything. No. Like, here's a person who's not going to wear a mask. Here's a person who doesn't believe in any government mandates for this. Mm -hmm. And you're not helping at all by just calling your names. Mm -hmm. So, so from the left, if I can add anything... It's that they, they've kind of gone towards demonizing people on the right. Mm -hmm. And whether you think the people on the right deserve it or not, I'll tell you it's not helpful. Well, it's not getting anything done. Well, I think that's the whole, the right's whole, that's the creation of Trump in my eyes. I feel, I feel like the left has, oh, no, this is just kind of speaking generally because it's sure. in my head. The left has kind of gone to, okay, our solutions are so common sense, are so like normal that if you disagree with them mm -hmm. in any form or fashion, we are going to demonize you. And I think that created Trump. I think that was a major factor in creating Trump because you're just going to tick people on the right off who disagree with you and you'll get Trump who's just going to say, Oh, you're an a-hole. Oh, <laughs> you're so stupid. Like I'm not an idiot. You're an idiot. Like mm -hmm. you're going to get that. If you spend years and years and years telling people, oh, you're a bigot, you're a racist, you're a homophobe, you're a sexist, uh, yada, 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 if you disagree with me at all. Yep. Like, so that's what I think. But I from, from the rights perspective, from what you said, I agree with I, – I think it's all over the place. I agree. I think mm. there are some common sense people on the right who are like, okay, we agree it's a problem, but we also don't know about – how much authority you want to give the government here. Mm. And something, something that's interesting that I think is a credit to Trump in a way, because I think we both criticize him for a lot of ways that he's handled the virus. Mm -hmm. But I think something that Trump, I'm trying to form this in the correct way. Sure. Trump had the full opportunity here to basically take control of the situation and have this huge top-down government approach and take a ton of control with the federal government and mandate basically whatever he wanted to. He had this opportunity and he didn't take it. You can criticize him for handling it. Maybe you think he should have taken it. Maybe you think he should have mandated it. But I think it's a benefit and I think it's a good thing that he was a man in a position of authority and he had the chance to take more power and more authority in the situation, and he didn't. Hmm. He decided to, no, we want to open things back up. We want to give people more freedom. We want to give people more availability. And whether or not you think he should have done that or not, I do think it says something positive that he wasn't just willing to go, oh, no, let's take the government and – top down everything and give me more power and the government more power to do whatever the heck I want. I do think that's a positive. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I think that kind of like, that's kind of what I've seen from some of the more moderate people that I've talked to online. 
is that there's like someone told me the other day that it's easier to fight for rights now than to get them back once they're lost. True. Right. And I agree with that. True. Um, and so, yeah, maybe Trump did have an opportunity here to just go full out authoritarian dictator. Yep. And he didn't just crack down on everything. And so, yeah, was his response less than it should have been? I think you can make that argument. Could he have just gone completely crazy and taken over everything? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and I guess. It, yeah, I'm. I'm glad that we don't have King Trump now, who would have used <laughs> the coronavirus as an excuse to take over everything. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like, I wish he'd done more, but yeah. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I think, but I think that generally speaking, that's a that's a positive thing. Well, and I think that's a very conservative approach too, right? Is to just say, hey, the government can't have its hands in everything. The government can't control everything. We need to let you know people work this out. Yep. On their own and let businesses work this out on their own yep and so i think that that kind of makes sense that you wouldn't want the government stepping in as much yeah if no you're coming from that perspective and your thing about um people like sean hannity calling it a, mm. calling it a hoax and things like that i do think it's the second of your two i think it's i think it's because it's an election year in the back of conservatives head even though they're saying it's a hoax even though they're saying it's not real what they're meaning to say is because this is an election year, it's getting blown out of proportion. Mm. It's tr getting blown out of proportion to try and make a Republican president look bad. Now, I think the harm in that is that it's a bumper sticker slogan. It's like defund the police, uh -huh. right? It's, it's not exactly what you mean when you're using these words, but it's, it's a bumper sticker phrase and it's going to get more people. All right. Part two, but yes, but I think mostly, Generally speaking, Republicans acknowledge that, yes, we have a virus. Mm. Yes, people have died. Mm -hmm. But what are we going to do? What, the debate is, what do we do? What can we do about it? Mm -hmm. Because we can't just be shut down forever, right? Like we can't, the economy has to open up at some point. So what if, what if in March... Of next year mm -hmm. it's worse than it is now are we still going to keep it shut down for that long what what is going to happen we have to have an end game here right a solution we have to have a solution to the problem it can't just be because it's not going away not 100 no like and so we have to have an end game solution to the problem right yeah and so i think that that's where the left gets frustrated because they're like look if we would just have mask mandates if we would just shut down everything or as much as we can for just a few weeks mm -hmm. and you know, if people miss paychecks, then send out stimulus packages or whatever, then yeah, we can get it under control. Cause that's what other countries have done. Like we've seen other people have more strict mandates, have the government step in more. And now they're at a point where they can open up more safely. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's, it's frustrating for us to be like, yeah, we get that that we want to protect the economy mm -hmm. um, and we get that we need things to be open, but the best way to do that from the left's perspective is to shut everything down for now, invest that time into, you know, when it opens back up, then people will be healthier and it'll be better. So I'm interested mm. to hear <laughs> your opinion on a quote from sure. Benjamin Franklin. Oh, okay. And it's a pretty popular quote. It's been, it's been all over the place, but Okay. The quote is, those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Do you agree or disagree? 
People, okay, read it one more time. Those who would give up essential liberty, uh -huh. and I think that's the key word here, uh -huh. uh, to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Okay, so I think a few things. So first of all, when Thomas Jefferson and James Madison were writing the Declaration, the Constitution, all that stuff, yep. um, they were taking a lot of their political philosophies from John Locke, Mm -hmm. who was, and this is, I took this class five years ago, <laughs> so I hope this is all right, but was the one who said, maybe it was one of the Federalist Papers, I don't remember. It was either John Locke or Alexander Hamilton, but someone was like, okay, look, man is born into a state of pure 100% freedom, mm -hmm. right? If there is no government, if there's no institution, you can just run around and do whatever the heck you want Correct. that you know the laws of physics will allow you to do, right? right? So with government, what people do is we give up freedom in exchange for safety so we give up the freedom to murder whoever you want in exchange for the safety of not being murdered that's why we have a police force you give up the freedom to rob a bank for the safety of having somewhere to store your money mm -hmm. you know so my thought is that if we're talking about in general you have to give up some liberty for safety um, and not necessarily temporary safety, like Benjamin Franklin's talking about, but if we could get coronavirus under control for good, mm -hmm. then that'd be permanent safety for a lot of people who are you know, suffering and dying from the virus. So I think not only are we already giving up some liberties for safety and have been doing that since governments have existed, mm -hmm. um, but I think it makes a lot of sense to, I think, you know, I think it is, is not wearing a mask an essential liberty. I don't think so. Is being able to operate your business however you want, whenever you want, an essential liberty? I, not really. Not for me. I think an essential liberty is like, am I alive? <laughs> Can I, you know, see my family? Um, okay. Well, <laughs> and maybe, you know, Well, there you go. <laughs> so, okay. So if we call that essential, yeah, then maybe I disagree. I think it makes sense to give up essential liberties to save lives. Okay. Even if it's just for a little bit to save lives permanently. Cause once you're dead, you're dead, you know? Sure. And if we can give up quote unquote essential or non-essential liberties, whatever, for a little while mm -hmm. to save lives. Yeah. I, I think that's worth it. So my thought on that quote has always been, I think you have the right to say whether you're willing to give up your liberty in order to secure your own safety. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have the right to say whether or not you can give up your liberty for someone else's safety. And what I mean by that is I think when you talk about murder or committing crimes as giving up part of your freedom mm -hmm. to do whatever you want, I think the right of someone else to have their freedom to live is what's being protected is that's the right there you're protecting another person's right you have the right to do whatever you want as long as it's not affecting someone else as long as it's not prohibiting someone else from exercising their rights uh, so my opinion my thought on, okay. on yeah, that is that. the government has a right to protect rights mm -hmm. it's not taking away your right by by putting in a law that protects protect someone else's right it's just a matter of what right supersedes another one like yeah, the right yeah. the right for someone to live supersedes mm -hmm. your freedom or liberty to murder them yeah 
And and so that is that is the goal and duty of the federal government. Yep. And so with that being said, with masks, <laughs> a mask mandate, your liberty and freedom to not wear a mask, I think is superseded by someone else's right to not contract a virus or not contract um, or not die. Right. Uh-huh. And I've heard a lot of people when, when shutting down the government was a thing, which, which I don't think it really is anymore. I think we've kind of gotten past the point where either side is talking about shutting down the government. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it was a really big topic of conversation, I heard a lot of people on the right, a lot of conservatives say, well, we should just open the government back up. And if you don't want to go to work, then don't go to work. But the problem with that is, is if we're op- we've made the decision to open up and everything, you now don't have the choice of whether or not to go to work. If we're deciding to not provide stimulus checks, if we're deciding not to, to and just to open up the economy, mm-hmm. then you deciding not to go to work, you're broke now. You're not going to have any type of income. You don't have the decision to not go to work. You can't not go to work, even if even if in a perfect world you were sure. saying yes, you can go to you can go to work if you want to, and if you don't want to get the virus, don't go to work. No, you can't, because if we're making the decision to just open up the economy and not have the government provide stimulus checks and not have the government get involved, then you're going to be broke if you don't go to work. Mm-hmm. So you have to go to work. So the government is, if we're looking at it from a conservative perspective, the government is now protecting your right not only to life but it's protecting your right to the pursuit of happiness it's protecting your right to be able to provide for your family if you're still afraid of the virus so you see government mandates to fight covid as not an infringement of rights but actually protecting other people's right to life correct wow that's refreshing. <laughs> yeah, correct. Because okay. I think when when Ben Franklin is talking about giving up liberty for safety, I think he is talking about your own safety. He's talking about your own safety and giving oh. up essential liberties. Are you willing to give up your liberty for your safety? Because I don't think you have a right to, to make that decision for anybody else. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because, yeah, so with masks, if your mask was protecting you, I don't care if you wear one or not. That's Correct. That's you, man. Yep. If you're going to just walk outside without a mask, get COVID and die, like, that's your problem. Yep. Do whatever you want. But if wearing masks protects other people, yep. then you have to wear one. Yep. Because now you're infringing on other people's rights to life. Correct. Yep. And I think that's- 100% a, with that. I think that's the way conservatives need to look at this, and you, mm. they can look at it from a conservative perspective. Because you can be constitutionally consistent- and still be in favor of the government protecting the rights of people to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But in order to do that, you need to protect the right to life. Great. We can end there. (laughs) That's perfect. I have nothing else to add in terms of government mandates. That's, yeah, thank you. All right. So how have both sides handled said? This is something that I've wanted Uh... to because I think I think the right's getting a lot of crap right now, yeah, for their handling of the virus. Mm-hmm. But I do think I tend to believe 
And we talked about this a little bit beforehand. You can let me know if I'm an idiot or not. Uh, I don't think you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> I tend to think if Hillary Clinton would have won 2016 and she was the president of the United States uh-huh. during 2020, generally speaking, very similar things would have happened except just flipped. Well, yeah. And, you know, we live in a polarized environment where the media and voters will do anything that they can to protect the person that they voted for and anything that they can to demonize the other person. Yep. So I think we would have had very, like, the Democrats would have supported whatever Hillary had done and the Republicans would have been grumpy about it. And I tend to think the Democrats would have tried to downplay it to a similar extent just to try to make themselves look as good as possible and Republicans would have criticized them for it. Maybe. And I think both sides would have been hypocrites. Yeah. And and the point I brought up earlier is is Nancy Pelosi's original reaction to Trump shutting down travel to China. Right. Because Trump did shut down travel to China fairly early right. in this. Yep. He shut down travel to China and travel to European countries fairly early mm-hmm. on. And the left basically called him xenophobic <laughs> and said – yeah. And Nancy Pelosi very famously came out and said, go to Chinatown, have a party, it's fine, not a big deal, just because Trump was making it a fairly bigger deal. This was in March? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And first of all, Nancy Pelosi's not come out of COVID looking good. Um, True. I think, from what I know, I don't know. Part of the struggle with COVID is just that, like, the information that we have has changed so much over time. I just have like a joke. I, I think Nancy Pelosi is looking a lot better because she went to a hair salon after the interview. <laughs> so I think she's looking just fine. <laughs> she, she's looking great. She's on, she's on point. I think, um, yeah, you know, I remember people being so confused about being like, why? At first, you were telling us not to buy masks, and now you're telling us that we have to wear masks. Mm-hmm. Like, what's that about? Mm-hmm. And that was because originally, you know, remember when like no one could buy toilet paper, or paper towels, because we were all worried about hoarders buying up all the masks, and then healthcare professionals not having it. Which, just to cut in real quick, may be a point to Trump for a reason to, to downplay it a little bit. I, yes. So I think there's some merit, I guess, coming from someone who's not afraid to compliment Trump or compliments or deal. I think it makes sense to downplay it in the beginning when we're concerned about the economic impact, when we don't necessarily know how dangerous this virus is or mm-hmm. how contagious it is, because we didn't know a whole lot of that at the beginning to be like, okay, everybody calm down, mm-hmm. everybody chill, we're going to shut down flights. And I think maybe the reason, because he restricted travel to Muslim countries early. <laughs> and so I think I think any time that he was going to restrict travel to anywhere after that, Democrats were going to jump on him for something. Sure. Um, but, and, and I disagree. I don't think that's necessarily, I don't remember what he said about it. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was xenophobic the way he did it, mm-hmm. but I, I think it would be a common sense solution. If there's a virus spreading in China, don't go to China, yeah. you know, but at the same time now, once we knew how dangerous it was, once we saw cases rising, the fact that he just kept saying that it was going to go away when obviously that was not the case. Um, yeah, I think it makes sense in the beginning. To be like, let's not panic. Everybody, calm down. Please yes, let please let healthcare workers have their masks. Mm-hmm. But now, like now that we realize what's going on, like step in and do something. You know. I guess fair. Yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I, that's I fair. Disagree with you. I think I think my only point is, I tend to think there's hypocrisy and no consistency on both sides, and I think it's I think it's been politicized by both sides of the aisle. 
and and that was something that we talked about too is that i we've talked about this a few times where i feel like democrats don't necessarily want the virus to spread but there's some glee in knowing that that's what ended up defeating trump right if there had been no COVID in 2020 he would have won i'm convinced of it well, um, it was dang close anyway it was yeah it, right exactly so i think a lot of democrats i don't know if i'm going to say this i think do it do it i don't think that i I like to think that everyone would take Trump for another four years and have those 250,000 people back that have died. But I think that there are some people that are willing to say, you know what, COVID sucked, but wow, I'm glad that it got Trump out. And I think that there's some danger there to being like, are you really, agree. can we be grateful that this happened? I don't, and I don't think anyone's saying that out loud. I've never seen anyone say, thank goodness for COVID because now we don't have this fool anymore, mm -hmm. you know? But if anyone's thinking that, they should be ashamed of themselves. <laughs> And I think that it's not worth those many deaths to get rid of the guy that maybe is terrible, maybe you don't like, whatever. Um, and so if there's some hypocrisy on the left from downplaying the virus on the right, but inwardly glad that it got rid of the president, I don't think that's okay. And I think there is some hypocrisy on the left, like we talked about, people you know, setting up inconsistent restrictions or restrictions and then ignoring them. And yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, and I think the reason I just bring up the left specifically is I think the right has gotten kind of criticized and lambasted already oh yeah and, yeah the right's like, been absolutely <laughs> completely just steamrolled through everything yeah. yeah which rightfully so in a lot of ways they were in charge man yeah. like I, they could have fixed this yeah yeah like but yeah i do think and i do early on we were hearing numbers like i i do vividly remember i don't remember which doctor it was maybe it was fauci but he came out and said fairly early on that if everything went perfectly from now until the end of the year we would have about 200,000 deaths mm. I, I believe he said that if he said if we handled everything perfectly from now until the end of the year we'd have about 200,000 deaths we have a little bit over 200,000 deaths so I'm not saying I agree with everything Trump did. I'm not saying everything, but I do. I think this is where the right is coming from in a lot of ways where sometimes the numbers just aren't, aren't completely adding up in some people on the right's minds. And it's giving way to conspiracy theories now. Like, okay. and so if you say that and we're about where you said we would be if we handled everything perfectly, did we not handle everything perfectly? Mm. Well, so we're over 250,000. Yes. So yes. we could have, if we, you know, had 200,000 people die, we could have saved 50,000 people. Correct. But yeah, so maybe the question is, what if Trump, you know, maybe he didn't do everything perfectly, but what if he had, how much better off would we even be anyway? Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think there's, I think if we'd be better off at all, then he should have done it. Yes. And I'm going to criticize One life is too many. Yeah. One life is too many. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to look at that quote. Yeah, and it's just, I think the question on the right is becoming, okay, how inevitable, did, no matter what we would have done, how inevitable were these deaths just simply because we have this virus now? And it's a terrible, awful thing, but how many people would it have killed anyway and there was just nothing that we could do about it well yeah fewer if people would have worn their masks and avoid gatherings and shut down restaurants and stuff i agree 
but you know, yeah, people were going to die. Yeah. I understand that. You can't save everyone during a pandemic. Yeah. No matter what you do. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And so I think, I just, I just think it's tend, tended to be politicized on both sides and it's really sad. And it's sad that it had to happen during this type of political climate. I think a lot of people would have been saved if it would have happened in the 1980s or it would have happened in... I think you're right. Or, or something like that. I think a lot less people would have died because we were a lot more on the same page. And I think this speaks to kind of America as a whole because I think we have to be able to... We have to be able to generally agree on the foundation. Mm-hmm of things in and we can argue and debate on stuff here and there but i feel like we we have lost the ability to just agree that we can't agree that america is a good country anymore like and i that i think that's a problem i think it's a problem because we can't if we can't agree on that then what can we agree on if we can't agree that f- on love of country if we can't agree on the just basic foundation founding principles then Mm -hmm. what then what can we agree on and i think covid is is a perfect example of that i think we're so polarized and so on opposite ends of the spectrum that people died because of it Mm. because if we could have just been on the same page here i think we would have saved a heck of a lot more people's lives oh yeah i agree yeah it's it's interesting that we get caught up we like we sweat the small stuff i agree with you i think you know when we talk about abortion everyone should be pro-life there's no reason for people to not want to save as many people as possible in every situation Mm -hmm. you know i think everyone should be pro-choice i think freedoms and agency personal agency and being able to make choices for yourself are incredibly important i think everyone should be pro-science i think everyone should be pro-freedom like i don't like yeah we're in this place where we're just so so desperately desperately willing to stick to our guns and stick to our own side no matter what they say and no matter what they do that we've lost sight of our roots and well, we've and, lost sight of our principles and now people have died because of it exactly yeah. so now now we have to look at it as a country because this isn't the right's fault and i don't think this is the left's fault that people have died during covid i think both sides are to blame. I think our politicization of these issues has made it so we we haven't been able to do anything, made it so we haven't been able to fix anything. Because the right can't come to the table and say, oh, well, yeah, COVID was, COVID's awful. What are we going to do about it? We have to shut down the government mm-hmm. because they're going to lose their base. Yep. And Democrats can't come to the table and say, hey, you know, we understand that that businesses are going to have to are are suffering and we need to be able to take care of businesses and sometimes that means taking care of people who run those businesses who are making a lot of money mm. and they can't come to the table and say that because their side's going to their base is going to be ticked off sure and so people have now died because of our separation people have now died because we're so far apart and we're so politicized what are we going to do about it to fix it listen to our podcast listen to our podcast we can fix it unified people come together aggressively centric good old matthew mcconaughey aggressively centric but but i think that's that's true because issues in the past like gun control Mm -hmm. 
you can look at people dying and it wasn't the it wasn't the polarization of politics that did it you can make the argument that one side is responsible because of their their politics or the other side's responsible because of their politics but here i think this is a unique issue Mm. where we literally lost people's lives because both sides politicized it Mm. because both sides came and made this a political issue and it makes me angry (laughs) because it's i i think it's both sides fault and it shows how crazy politics has become because now we've killed people because we can't come to the table and talk to one another Mm-hmm. We've killed people because we can't make a decision and have a conversation. And that's literally what this is about. If the right wasn't afraid of getting lambasted by the left, then they would have come to the table and said, okay, yeah, we need to wear masks and we need to do, we need to do this. And if the left wasn't afraid that the right um, was a bunch of crazy uh, racist homophobes and everything, they wouldn't feel the need to fight them on the other side. We need to start coming together. We need to start figuring it out. Yep. Because if we don't, we've now killed people. Yep. And it's our fault. It's our fault. <laughs> yep. Yep. Unity needs to be a more important principle. Compromise needs to be a more important principle in America right now. We need to get back to that. And I'm angry. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening to our COVID <laughs> podcast. Let's talk about something light. Let's end on like a like a light note. All right. What was something fun that happened to you this week? <laughs> um, I'll go first. Here's something fun that was well, because okay. I've been so my dog pooped on my foot this week. Nice. That was fun. We have a puppy that we've been training and trying to get to learn how to go to the bathroom outside. And she's a land shark. She chews on everything. She eats everything. I cannot get stuff out of her mouth. She ripped out my friend's earring the other day. Ow. She, like yeah. in her ear? Uh, like she didn't tear the ear. Okay. 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 Like, pulled, like she went to bite her. She chews on ears. She's oh. got a thing for ears. She'll lick your face Same. and bite your ear. Same. Weird. She, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> so anyway, she's crazy. And then the other day I was like, oh, she's gone to the bathroom. She's good. She's ready to hang out inside. And she popped a squat and pooped on my foot. I was like, come on, dog. You can't do that. I got really mad. And then she stepped in it and, like, mashed it into the carpet because it had, like, fallen off my uh, foot onto the carpet. So then there was, like, poop on her foot. There was poop on my foot. There was poop in the carpet. It was a bad situation. Dogs are the worst. Yeah. I love them. Yeah. She's great. We love her to death. But, jeez, man. I have not I have not had my foot pooped on very many times in my life. <laughs> I did not expect to have ever had to ones? say that. <laughs> More than once? Um... I might have to think about that. You were in Mexico. There's some crazy stuff that happened while I lived in Mexico. <laughs> I might have had my foot pooped on. <laughs> that could have happened. Build the wall, folks. <laughs> I'm saying it was Mexicans. It could have been me. It could have been some animal. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, that time was a blur. I don't remember what happened today. I've, I've repressed all my memories from Mexico. Oh, I don't know what happened to me this week. Put me in the spot. Um, I know. I'm sorry. Basketball started this week. The NBA started this week. I didn't know that. I guess that's new. That's exciting. This preseason you're, started yesterday. You're a basketball guy. You like basketball. I love basketball. You're wearing a Suns shirt right I now. I am currently wearing a Suns <laughs> shirt. Valley boys. 
Um, but yeah, that's exciting. That's good. Good news. Um, yeah. Maybe we should do a good news segment at yeah. the end every time. Yeah. Be like, Here's some good things that happened this yeah. week in the world. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, the point of this podcast yeah. is, is to make everybody feel like we can sit down and have a conversation. And, and I got a little bit ranty there at the end because I think it That's was... fine. I think it's worth a rant. I think it was... It's very important, and I think we need to come together. But the point of this podcast is to kind of turn turn the heat down a little bit mm-hmm. and realize that Ben and I love each other. We're good friends. We're bros. And we hang out. We disagree, and that's okay. Uh-huh. That's fine. I don't really care that much. Less and less, though. That's true. The more we, we've been talking about this, the more that we realize we're like, we're, pretty, we're on the same page about a lot of stuff. I've been pulled to the center more in the last like month and a half than I have been in my entire life. Yeah, me too. I've been finding myself, and I think, and I think that is, <laughs> I can't stop talking. Ranting, let's do it, let's go. <laughs> um, and I think generally speaking, like, the more research you do, the more reading you do, yep. the more knowledge that you have the more center you're going to be yep because i think both sides have like come up with these slogans and these things that sound really cool and sound good and get votes and get votes but but don't save the country actually don't solve the problem yep and when you do a little bit more research when you take time to look i think everyone will be pulled more to the center yep so do it do your research but also to each other be unified also we're idiots and and don't listen to anything. We're so dumb. Don't pay attention to us I'm, at all. I'm I'm very very stupid. <laughs> we're, we're all learning together. Everyone in America come reading together rainbow. and learn. Reading Rainbow. I haven't seen that. I'm gonna go watch Reading Rainbow. Okay. I wonder if I can stream that. Somewhere. Let's go watch Reading Rainbow or Let's Mandalorian. See. We're gonna go watch Mandalorian. Yep. Yeah. Right. Bye guys. Bye.